When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And it feels like way too many Bears fans have too much time on their hands to <clears throat> excuse me to do this fan fiction to start making up random theories. I don't know what the one I saw on Thursday night where people were now talking about Justin's illness, about oh, this is part of the tank. Listen, I, I don't know how many times we can go over this time and time again. But the Chicago Bears are not tanking. They're developing players. They're trying to, they understand that they're eliminated from the playoffs. They're not tanking. The players out there are continuing to improve. They're trying to get better in this system and they're trying to, you know, work on being here next season. You know, there's a lot of guys on one year contracts who would probably still enjoy playing in the NFL. So there is no way that they're going to go out there and tank as a lot of you. And there's no way that Justin Fields is going to fake an illness. This isn't Caddyshack. This isn't Al Survey played by Rodney Dangerfield. This is a guy who's been ill. Like, listen, I walk around right now. I just dropped my daughter off at school. And, you know, you see all the kids cough. Like, it happens. It's that time of year. It's impossible to avoid in some ways. But listen, this team is not tanking. Please stop your theories. Here's what we're going to do on Sunday. We're going to go out there. We're going to watch a game. We're going to watch Justin Fields against Jalen Hurts. And that's going to be that. If we win, we win. If we don't, we don't. But listen, we're not going to make these fan theories up anymore. I'm just glad the games are almost here. And Sammy, why don't we just go ahead and start the show? Turn up your volume. Because you're about to listen to The Sick Podcast with Adam Ray. The Sickest Chicago Bears and Fantasy Football Podcast. Brought to you by Underdog Fantasy and Air Pura. Sports entertainment like no other. It's going to be sick. Welcome to the Sick Podcast with Adam Rank. And we have got a great show for you here today. We are expected to be joined by one of my favorites from the NFL Network, Mike Garofolo. Expected to join us at some point during our time here today. He is a longtime uh, Philadelphia guy. Of course, he works for the NFL. He's more impartial than me. You know, I obviously, obviously I go out there. Everybody knows I'm rooting for the Chicago Bears. I'm not shy about it. And, you know, part of the the charm, I guess, so to speak, we uh, of, of me. I don't know if I have charm. But in any event, you know, everybody knows what I do. Mike Garofolo is a, you know, a national reporter. He just can't go around with a Chuck Bednarik jersey on. He's got to go there, show a little impartiality. I try to be as well. I try to be as even keel. I know people don't think that a lot of the times, but I try to be even keel. I try not to be very biased, very one-sided, but I'm very upfront about it. You know what I'm saying? Would you rather have a guy <clears throat> who is hiding behind it? Like, listen, like we, we, we watch sports reporters all the time. Like John Heyman, who uh, reports on baseball, and of course, he's been a huge part of the winter meetings. He he erroneous, erroneously reported reported that Arson Judge was not that's sick. Arson Judge was going to the New York Yankees, which of course turned out to be false. But he loves the Yankees. He just he doesn't come out and say it. And to me, and I think this is something that goes back to Bill Simmons years ago, where you know he was the Boston sports guy. You knew where he was coming from. You knew what his point of view was. And to me, it made that more enjoyable, made it more relatable. I do not like the Boston sports franchise teams, but it made it more relatable because I could understand his point of view and there's no use hiding it. Everybody everybody who's into sports grew up at some point loving a team, loving sports. It's very unusual outside, outside of, you know, I will say though, uh, a lot of kids now grow up rooting for fantasy football. If you lived in Southern California, like I did growing up, uh, you, you you typically rooted for the team of where you were from, which is me, the team that your parents rooted for, which is me. Or you just loved Randy Moss and you were a Vikings fan. One of my friends famously did that. 
I will tell you though, it's it's just one of the things like we're into sports and it's I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how to turn it off, but uh, I'm glad I was able to clear the air on that. And as a quick reminder, we spend 90% of our time indoors and indoor air can be five times dirtier than the air that we breathe outside. That is why I went to Air Pura and got an Air Air Pura air purifier. I uh, got one for my family because you know what? An Air Pura purifier can remove tobacco smokes, odors, VOCs, wildfire smoke, chemicals, and viruses. Again, we were talking about an illness to Justin Fields, talking about my kids going to school with all the kids hacking and coughing and all that stuff. That's why I went out there and got an air purifier from Air Pura. Uh, we've been very happy with it. And of course, if you go to the www.airpura.com right now, use the code 67, you will get 7% off your order, which is a pretty cool thing. And you know what? I know one of our friends, uh, one of our patrons, or what, he's a friend now, uh, one of the group that joins us, by the way, and a quick reminder of that, you know, we're still meeting up at Rip Beer Company in Huntington Beach, California. We are sitting there every Sunday, enjoying, well, enjoying the games is putting it mildly, but we've got, we got a nice little crew. We've taken over it. It's the PCH location. We will be there again on Sunday. I'm not sure if we're the national game in Southern California. I'm assuming that we are. I'm just guessing. Like, this is a game that you would want to see. We're going to expect that. We do have a Vikings fan who shows up, but they play on Saturday, so we'll put the Lions game on there. And then the uh, Commanders games are always playing because that's, you know, just in case any of that. So we still have game, other games going on as well. But I'm assuming that we're going to be the national game. And one of the reasons why is that we have this quarterback. Right, I, I can't call it a rivalry yet because Jalen Hurts and Justin Fields haven't really played for stakes yet. You know what I'm saying? Like it's two young, great quarterbacks. And I know a lot of people are going to be tuning in and they're going to want to see what's going on. And the one cool thing is that, you know, and if you're a fan, and whether you root for the Bears or not, or the Eagles or not, as a fantasy enthusiast, you're going to want to go out there because I'm sure that you have shares of them someplace, somewhere along the way. So this is one of the best. I mean, this is a game that, you know, from an outsider's perspective, this would be a game that you would want to see. And these are two quarterbacks that we expect to go and battle over the next decade or so, next decade plus, be battling for the top of the NFC. I'm not going to equate it to Magic and Bird, or I actually I did on Fantasy Live yesterday. But listen, that's okay. Like I was just spitting rhymes. I was spitting bars uh, and everything like that. Speaking of the NFL Network, uh, I'm not going to waste any more time because this is a very busy man. But joining us right now is a man who I honestly is one of the best in the business. He's not only an intrepid reporter, like his reporting skills, amazing. But over the last couple of years, up until this season, he was one of the hosts on Good Morning Football Weekend, where he got a chance to show his personality, show his chops. He is one of the more engaging, entertaining guys. You know what? He's been covering the league for a while now. He started off as a producer. He was at WIAP uh, as a producer in radio, and then he gets a gig with the New York Star Ledger. He was with the USA Today. So let's, without further ado, let's welcome to the show the great Mike Garofalo. Jeezy! Am I in? I'm in. Yay! You're in, buddy. Right. I had Green no yard. doubt about it. I didn't know you used StreamYard, so as soon as I tried exactly. to pull it up on the computer, I knew I had problems, so I'm oh, probably you, a little late. You're not late. I'm on the phone now, so I, I got to – let me frame up here. No, you're good. Yeah. I knew. Left I didn't is right, right is left. Yeah, yes, we're buddy. good. We're good. I, if I would have known, I would have worn on a headlight too, then we would have been indistinguishable. <laughs> except except I die. I have the presence of mind to dye my beard at least. Like, come on, Mike. I Well, I haven't cleaned it up yet, so – there we go. There we go. Try. What do they call that? Uh, um, uh, I used to know all the terms for camera moves. Yeah. You would uh, truck forward. You would. Uh, oh my God! Yeah, my students were just learning this. Truck, I, zoom. Truck. Uh, what do you call that? Ah, um, oh, when you lower the cam, you. Uh, oh. Your students should know it because they may need it on a podcast in twenty-five years. You know what? That's uh, the thing. I'm gonna use this is not, a teachable moment. Yeah, it's not platform. It's not, uh, oh, hell. Ask me a question. I'll come up with it later. Lower the camera. I don't know. How are you? Are you well? I'm good. Uh, getting ready for Cleveland this weekend. I gather it's going to be cold, but it's going to be cold everywhere, so I really can't complain. Yeah, even uh, at SoFi Stadium last Sunday night, uh, the Dolphins had to turn on the heaters. Like, that is a weird. Like, that's you've gone too far. But 
Let me ask you, we're, we're obviously here. We'll be talking about the Bears. And we're going to be talking about the Eagles. How good are the Eagles? Like, as we watch these teams, and there's some not-so-great football going on, how good are the Eagles? They're really good, and they're as good as their quarterback um, has allowed them to be, which is, you know, better than he was last year uh, from a passing standpoint, from a uh, understanding. The, I, my, my point of him coming into the season was, He's going to be better as a passer. He works too yeah. hard. He's too even keeled. There's no way this guy goes backwards. He's only going to go forwards. Um, the question is how forward. And yeah. I didn't think he'd come this far. Uh, he has absolutely impressed me. Uh, he's he's proven people inside that building wrong. That's why I don't feel bad. Right. I don't feel I don't feel bad to sit here and be like, oh well, my expectations on Jalen Hurts were too low because I, I really you know when they traded Wentz, yeah. I expected to hear a lot of people like. All right, we're great. This is the guy. We love him. And it's funny because they said that after they drafted him. Like, yeah. This this guy's unbelievable. He's great character. He's all this. Stuff. And then when they traded Wentz, I was like, all right, so we're pumping up Jalen now. And they were like, oh, oh, okay, just, <laughs> you know, let him earn it. And you could tell by the tone, you know, it was like, well, we think he's got a shot, but now we may have to look for a franchise quarterback, which is incredible because when you take a guy that high, and you've got a guy there already that you may just mess with his head. Yeah. You better think that he's possibly a franchise quarterback to make that move. So going back, I don't know that they made the right move for what they thought they were getting, but he's proven them wrong. And good for Jalen. I love Jalen. I think he's great. Uh, he's been through a lot, and it hasn't caused him to waver at all. I give him all the credit in the world. He's made me a believer, and I hope he goes on to great things. I really do. Well, yeah, and could it have been a, an instance where now that you've traded Carson Wentz, you just can't come out and praise him because you want him to earn it a little bit since you traded away his competition? <laughs> yeah, but it was more behind the scenes, right? It was more oh. like, hey, this is just you and me talking, like, how much should I be? Hey, they've turned everything toward Jalen Hurts. And I, I listen, they had conversations with other teams about other quarterbacks. So, Oh, wow. What is, I mean, listen, Deshaun Watson, uh, Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers. I mean, they, they at least had the conversations, right? Yeah. And I think even when they made the trade for Gardner Minshew, it was kind of like, well, he's another guy. Like, we'll throw a bunch of things at it and we'll see what hits. So I can't, I'm not knocking them by any stretch. Yeah. Oh, by any mean. stretch. But Jalen Hurts definitely has shown them, you got a guy. It's me. I'm right here. I'm your guy going forward. I, I just, I love his demeanor. Um, I strive to be more like him. I mean, I'm Italian. The hands are going. The yeah. emotions are, oh. you know, I'm never, I'm never Love stoic. It. Yeah. You know, you'd, you'd like to have that poker face, but I wasn't born with it. So it is what it is. You know, as somebody who has studied you and has had to do an impersonation of you, I know the movements and the things that we have to do to get the full Mike Garofolo effect. What about, was it AJ Brown though? I mean, was A.J. Brown the guy that unlocked everything? Obviously, the Eagles have a great offensive line, but was it A.J. Brown that just seemed to unlock everything for him? Uh, it helped, uh, but I, I think he was – I'll put it to you this way. So, and I mentioned this on game day morning the other day uh, before the Giants-Eagles game. Uh, in talking to Eagles folks, they said, look, you can't, you can't overstate the fact that this kid's in his – uh, in the second year in the same offense with the same offensive coordinator for the first time since high school. Like you can just keep saying that the rest of the season. And, and that's a huge factor for a kid who's been all over the map. So that's enormous. And the way that you can explain it. And I did was, you know, he would come in at halftime last year and between there's three basically passing coaches in the sense that there's Nick Sirianni, the head coach, uh, Shane Steichen, the offensive coordinator, and Kevin Petullo, the passing game coordinator. So there's three minds that would come together at halftime of a game, or even before a game, but halftime of the game yeah. was the example, and say, hey, here's what we're seeing out there. Here's what we want to do in the second half. You know, what do you think? Well, okay, cool. Jalen, you know, same page. Yeah, cool. No problem. Now there's four voices. It's coming in at halftime or whatever, or on the sideline during a game. You know, Jalen Hurts saying to them, hey, here's what I'm seeing. Here's where they're trying to leverage us. Here's what I think we get. Like, all of a sudden, the way that he's communicating back to them, not just how he's playing, but the way he's communicating back to them, uh, it just shows a deeper understanding of everything from a passing standpoint. So it, it's he's definitely come a long way. And, and for your purposes, yeah, for all the people who are talking about Justin Fields and he can't do this, he can't do that again, 
maybe he can't right now. Doesn't mean you can't, you know, make advancements in those areas. I expect the Bears, we all know, to be extremely active this offseason to get all those targets around him uh, and to help him on the offensive line. I mean, it's just it, it they're going to make huge investments via draft picks, via money and free agency. And you're going to see a different Bears roster. And it's up to Justin Fields to do what Jalen Hurts did, to work hard, to stay here, which he seems to have a little bit of that, too. That even keenness, if that's even a word, to make (laughs) those advancements the way that Jalen Hurts did. Yeah, I think that's one of the things that the Bears fans have talked about for this entire season is following the blueprint that was laid out by the Philadelphia Eagles with developing a young quarterback. And you talk about the the offensive coordinator. I mean, this for Justin Fields would be another opportunity, assuming Luke Getze returns next season, for him to work with an offensive coordinator. Do you think the Bears are on that way? I mean, obviously they've got the draft, they've got draft picks finally. They have a lot of cap space. How how difficult would it be to make that leap next season? I mean, maybe not going 12 and 1, but like being more competitive. No, but but to make a sizable jump, to say this guy's getting it. Um if there were any deficiencies last year, it was in large part because, you know, well, first of all, you saw the way that they adjusted midstream. That that New England game was the start of it to say, yeah. hey, look, we'd like to be this offense. We can't be this offense right now, right? He's still young. We mm-hmm. don't have the pieces. So let's be this offense and let's get some confidence going and, and get and, and take advantage of his uh, skill set to make him successful on the field carry that confidence into the offseason, and then build off of that. I think it's really smart. I think it's going to sound crazy because the Bears may finish, what, 3-14 and 14 if they lose out, yeah. just theoretically. Like the worst-case scenario is 3-14. and 14. And yet I'll still say, boy, what a great coaching step, a great coaching <laughs> job that they did in their first year. Because I think they yeah. did. And I, they understood where they were coming into the season. Um, they understood that they weren't going to be – I mean, that's why they made the moves that they made uh, to let go of Roquan Smith. I mean, obviously that's what it's about to – to move forward. Um, the Chase Claypool one was, hey, this is a guy that we would get in the offseason. We got a chance to get him now. Let's bring him in now and let's start working on the future with him and bring him along. Unfortunately, he's had that uh, injury, which has slowed things down. Um, so I, I listen, at least they have a plan, right? Sometimes I'm seeing yeah. these teams around and they don't seem to have a plan with what they're doing, both from a coaching standpoint on the field and from a front office standpoint. I don't know if the plan's going to work, but at least they've got a plan and, and you could see what they're trying to do. Yeah, that's what we've been preaching is like you can kind of see the way it's developing. It's like watching a really long movie, like watching Titanic as opposed to like Hot Tub Time Machine. Like, yeah, we're seeing like this is a long play, and I don't think we're at the point where we're playing, you know, the violins on the deck of the Titanic or anything like that. <laughs> what is the uh, – the, it always seems crazy because like every time I say stuff like that, I, I and people just like blow it off. Like, yeah, whatever. I'm like, how – like, but you – it feels like you get it. Like I, I was I, – I oh. planned to – but I feel like you see what's going on. Why do other people? Why why are other people so wrong? Why can't they see it? Well, you're a, you're a fan, first of all. Yeah. So everybody's going to say you're fanboy. But you can you can, I mean, fanboy watches the team closer than anybody. So yeah. you know, as, as long as you um, ground it in your belief of what's happening from a football standpoint, from your years of following the game, I'm good with it. I'm not calling you Homer or bandwagon or right. all this other stuff. And frankly, I I. <laughs> I know you had him rank. If you didn't, if you weren't feeling it and it wasn't vibing, you, you would say, I don't like this. It doesn't yeah. feel right to me. Right. I don't see the future. I don't see the potential, but you do. Uh, why can't other people? Cause people like right. to formulate opinions and I'm learning this myself Tua proved me wrong this year. I didn't think Tua was going to do what he's doing. Um, give him all the credit. Um, you know, we, we've seen guys before uh, quarterbacks that come in with a certain skill set and they don't really, build upon it and work. I, I don't, I mean, Lamar Jackson's done a nice job. I mm-hmm. think Lamar Jackson could be even better. I really yeah. do. I don't yeah. think he's reached the ceiling. Uh, he's been an MVP before. That was great. He's a, he, he's, he's phenomenal when he gets out there in his legs. He's done more with his arm than a lot of people thought he could. I think he could still be even better. I don't look at Jalen Hurts and say, boy, you could be even, like, I, he's pushing the ceiling of what he can be. I want to see more of that from Lamar Jackson. So people see that. In a lot of cases, with a lot of guys that come in and say, hey, he'll never be this guy. And a lot of times you're right. A lot of times the guy will never be that guy, will never advance in certain areas of his game. So people tend to lean more toward that way. I'm guilty of it myself from time to yeah. time. I, I do see more from Justin Fields, though. Like, I look at him and I go, okay, I understood coming in what scouts were saying about he's a one-read guy. He doesn't know how to uh, 
He's done it. I've seen it this year. He's capable of doing it. He's being coached to do it. It's a pretty good coaching staff. So, I, and I, I like the kid. I really do. I, I from afar, I haven't really had that much up close interaction. But from afar, I love the things he says. In a lot of ways, I know he's had to take some stuff back or clarify some stuff. But I know in his mind, he's got the right mindset. So I, I'm rooting for him. Yeah, it's one of those things when you're at Ohio State and you're playing Northwestern, and your first read is Chris Olave. It's it's probably going to be there. It's just one of those things. Like you didn't have to work on it. Like oh, I'm I'm going to Garrett Wilson. Like I don't I don't yeah. need to worry about anybody else. So I think it's been a, a kind of a bit of an adjustment. Obviously, working with these yeah. Bears receivers who are not getting open like those guys were in college, and I'm okay with it. Again, it goes back to because I like. I mean, listen, I've been wrong on a lot of stuff. Believe me, I actually was wrong on Justin Herbert. I didn't think Justin. I'm a, I remember watching him at Oregon and being like, I don't know, man. Like he he doesn't play well against. Auburn and these good teams. So I was skeptical on him and he went and proved me wrong. But Jalen Hurts was a guy who I loved coming out of Oklahoma to the point that I I had been saying in my mock draft thing, my mock draft piece that I do every year. I'm like, I hope the Bears trade him or, or the Bears draft him because I thought I thought that much of him. So I'm good to see. And that's the kind of thing. It's the mindset and the way that they develop. You can go back to like Josh. I had a funny interaction with somebody. Uh, on the fantasy show who was like, Hey, you know, like Justin Fields could be kind of like a, you know, like Josh Allen. And, and this person, I swear to God goes, I wouldn't say Josh Allen. I go, I, I would say more like Steve young. And I'm like, okay, so you're just comparing him to a hall of famer instead. I'll take it. I'll take it. But you mentioned something about the, uh, about the trade, the chase Claypool trade, a second round pick, which was their own, which is now looking like it's going to be a really good pick. Do you think the bears made a mistake with that? Or was that just the cost of doing business? Uh, yeah. Um, when I thought it was going to be the other second, who's the other yeah. second belong to? Why am I the Ravens? The Ravens. Okay, so that was so the spread between those picks is going to be what twenty something. What I, I'm sorry, I don't mean to kind of no, revisit it's that. Fair. Oh no, Bear, Bears fans are rooting for that. That's what they want you to. The Bears fans are still holding out hope that Houston's going to win a couple of games, and somehow we're going to get the yeah. number one pick. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. No. It's um, uh, yeah. It's a little high. I thought it was a little high, but you know, it, again, you you. At least take a swing. Um, you know, I would have preferred if if it was the late two. Of course. Even at the time, I mean, I think I think everybody understood at the time where these teams were going to go as we got deeper into the season, particularly because of the Bears' uh, plan at the trading deadline to say, "Hey, look, uh, we're not punting on the season. We're just making the long term moves uh, in the best interest of the long term teams." Um, so I, I yeah, I, did they make a mistake with that? Probably. Probably could have gotten them for a, a little less. If not then, then moving mm-hmm. forward. Uh, so it's gonna sting when when the Steelers are on the clock. It's gonna it's gonna hurt. Just just go for a walk or something. Then come back. Well, at least it's a team that doesn't have a history of making great draft. Pick- oh wait, that's that's the word. See, if we had traded traded to a different team, like if we had traded it to Cleveland or not Cleveland, but somebody else, you'd be like, ah, it's okay. The Steelers will pick some All Pro, and you'll be like, yeah, that'll make it terrible, but. <laughs> the same time we have the Ravens. So I've actually, I forgot, like I keep going into these games. I'm like, Oh, I'm supposed to be rooting against the Ravens. Like, what am I doing? Like, let's go Bengals. Um, so it's one of those things. I, um, do the bears have a chance this week though? I know that the Eagles, let me lay this out for you. Let me lay out the the crazy fan theory. This is kind of, this is kind of like the, Hey, Jack was never a really, really a person. He was part of Rose's imagination. So forgive me if you'll indulge me. I think the bears, Listen, I've never heard that theory. That's somebody. Wow. Can you? Yeah, I saw that. I can't take credit for that. Somebody told that to me and I'm like, oh my God, I'm never going to watch that movie the same. I, um, <laughs> but I'm sitting there the last time the bears had, so I always have to like, cause every I'm on TA every Friday and I always pick the bears and I always have to find a justification because Thomas Davis is like Homer and MJ's making fun of me. And I'm like, here's my realistic plan. And sometimes it sounds stupid but they've been close in a lot of games. So they're like, God, you were kind of on to something. And they're, they're a piece or two away, which is fine. And so I'm sitting there and I'm like, okay, the last time the Bears had an extended time off, which was the mini buy going into the Monday night game against the New England Patriots, they came out and smoked them. Justin Fields looked like a completely different player. They really used that time wisely. I'm not saying they're going to do that to the Eagles, but with a long, with a long time, this is their bye week. The Eagles have the Cowboys the following week, which is a potential. Yeah. Like, this feels like a potential trap game. And we saw last week what Houston did to Dallas. Did the Bears, do they, they have a little bit of a chance? Yeah, I mean, it could put a scare <laughs> in them. Uh, it's, it's, 
Um, I, I was just thinking, we don't talk about the trap. I don't know if the trap game exists anymore because it really, truly is any given Sunday in the NFL. It used to be, you know, you had the haves and the have-nots. And there were, they've, I just feel like there's been way more upsets this year, period. So I feel yeah. like a team is on guard. Now, the, the other thing is it's hard to keep that intensity for 18 yeah. straight weeks for every team. And it's just... It was hard for 17. It's even harder for 18. It's going to be way harder when we get to 19. I didn't tell you that. Just pretend that. Stop you know, it. When it I'm trying I, to go, I don't want it. I'm trying to I'm go the go other back. way. Yeah, we need, I want to go we back need, too. We need 14 games. 14 would be perfect. Two bye weeks. We'll spread the season out. Oh. I like your thinking there, Rank. Um, hell, even add, even add a playoff team and take away a regular. 100%. Um, take away a bye, yeah. We're all over 100%. the place. Yeah, I, I just I feel like the Eagles – Last week, we're just clicking on all cylinders, and it's like, this team's going to have a clunker. Now, they've got the – so they've got uh, the Bears, the Cowboys, the Cowboys on Christmas Eve, the Saints on New Year's Day, and then the Giants in a game that they may not even play. We'll see. Which I, is going to be the ultimate um, – it's probably not irony. It's just uh, an interesting situation because a couple of years ago, the Eagles didn't yeah. play when the Giants had to get in. Now do the Eagles lay down against the Giants in a game that they may need to get in, uh, boy, they are a disappointment. Well, they're now the team – somewhere between the team they were and the team they are is the team that we actually expected of the Giants this year. Um, yeah. What was the question? Do the Bears have a shot? Uh, yes. I think, they, I think they give them a scare. Uh, I saw this Eagles team in Indianapolis uh, on the verge of losing, put it together down the stretch and win that game. That showed me that, okay, at least when their backs are against the wall, even if it's not against a great team, they can respond. Uh, so I guess I would lean more toward the Eagles winning in a close game. But if it's if it's well within the expected range by some folks out west in the desert, uh, I would not be surprised. <laughs> they, uh, it's so funny because you just laid out the best case scenario for most Bears fans is that they want the Bears to be leading, playing yes. really well. Justin Fields runs for a touchdown. He's throwing the ball over the field and then they blow a late lead. So they keep their draft pick, but they've proven to everybody that they can hang with with people. And I think that's what most people are kind of considering. There's also people, and I I address these before you arrive. Uh, every week I have to I have to explain to people nobody tanks in the NFL. Maybe you know the owner might appreciate it if they didn't win a game or two, but there's no way. Like players don't tank, right? Like this is I need to I need somebody more credible than me to express this. Yeah, I try to say it every week. Like these guys don't tank. I just had this. My wife was like, "Why are these guys? Their 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 record is so bad. Like, why are they even playing?" I was like, "Because they're playing for their jobs, right? That guy yeah. out there that you don't know his name, that that slot cornerback, who's playing because the two guys ahead of him got hurt, and now it's his chance. He's playing for a job, either with that team or with another team. And these coaches are are coaching for their livelihood as well. I I covered uh, the Giants back in two thousand was the first season I covered the Giants. Um, they were five and four. They were five and two, then they lost two in a row. And Coughlin said, here's my opening to put Eli Manning in. I know, he didn't say this out loud, but in the sentence, yeah. I know that we're pretty much giving up on the season because back then rookie quarterbacks weren't ready to play. So you knew it was going to be a learning curve. Um, yeah. And he goes, I, I, I know what I'm doing, but I've, I, I got to get this guy in this season. If they leave Kurt Warner in, they probably make the playoffs that year. Instead, yeah. they lose six games in a row. They go from five and ten. I'm sorry, five and four to five and ten going into the last week. They beat the Cowboys. Bill Parcells coached Cowboys. Six and ten as well. Not a great team. But it was a Sunday night game before the flex time. What a horrible end of the season, by the way. The oh, yeah. last game, it was a Sunday night ESPN game. And Eli gets to the line with like nine seconds left. And go no timeouts. And they're at the like the five yard line. And he calls an audible from a pass to a run to give the ball to Tiki Barber, rushes into the end zone, touchdown. It was a very risky call. It was the right call based on what he was seeing in front of him. And I'm telling you, for, that was January, for seven to eight months after that, that's, you kept hearing about it, right? And it gave them a reason to believe going forward that we've got the right guy. I even wrote a story when they faced the Cowboys the first time that year, they were maybe, you know, five and two or six and two, whatever it was. And they had gotten off to a great start. And I wrote a story for that Sunday leading up to the game about what that last game meant. And I said, you know, Sean O'Hara, you know, now our colleague at NFL Network, 
I remember talking to him and he goes, it just, it gave you, you still had to come in, you still had to work, but it gave you that feeling in the middle of OTAs in May of, yeah, okay, we ended on a high note. We're moving in the right direction. Just that one game, that one call, that one moment at the end. So this is what guys are playing for. This is what coaching staffs are playing for, uh, or coaching for, excuse me, heading into the season to give you that little boost moving forward. These are important games to them. The tanking aspect of it is just yeah. what the Bears did at the trade deadline, which is, yes, this move is going to hurt us in 2022, but it's going to help us in 2023 and beyond. That's the extent of tanking that you get in the NFL these days. Yeah, because we're developing players, and I think that, you know, as you watch these games on Sunday, you watch them a little bit differently. Uh, talking about Justin Fields, we want to see him develop. Similarly, on the other side of the football, Jack Sanborn is starting to become a folk hero in Bye. Chicago. Like, people are already, like, comparing him to Brian Urlacher and Dick Buckus and Mike Singletary and all the greats of the past, and you're like, oh, I mean, we can slow down a little bit. That's like, but it, it is cool, and it's going to be something that, and I keep telling our producers, that, you know what, the offseason is going to be great because there are so many players that people have identified with so far this season, like Justin Fields and Sanborn. Oh, yeah. Hopefully, hopefully Brisker. Well, Brisker is already like a superstar. Kyler Gordon is coming around. So when you trade a player like Roquan Smith, it's a little disappointing. What did, like, what, why do people keep bringing up this Roquan Smith thing? Because I saw that pop up on Pro Football Talk. And it's like, I thought we understood. We moved on. We've already wished him well. But now he's out there. Is this going to be a thing where he just takes shots at the Bears from here to eternity? Uh, probably. I mean, everybody needs their motivation. Uh, you know, guys used to have the list of here are all the players at the position that were drafted ahead of me. Oh, uh, yeah. Antonio, Antonio Pierce, when I covered him, he was undrafted. He had all the drafted guys. And he would cross them off as they would as they would disappear. This guy's got, and and he got to a point where he had like I don't know maybe four or five left, and he had unfortunately had a uh, season or career-ending neck injury. Otherwise, he would have outlasted all of those guys. Yeah, um, yeah that everybody's got to have something to kind of motivate them. Um, when do they play? Do you know when the when the Bears and Ravens play? Uh, uh, we got the West. Time? Yeah, we have the West next year. So if I'm not mistaken, so I don't know if when we'll be able, but he won't be on the he won't be on the Ravens anymore anyways. So. Oh, you think uh, he's going to sign elsewhere? Oh, he could. I don't know. I just don't think like, – that was the whole thing. Is like the Bears were just not going to invest into it. And it's like, why not just – like they so sent you into a playoff team. Yeah, they played last year, 16-13 uh, Ravens over Bears. So you're yeah. still three more years away from uh, that storyline being something you're going to hear awesome. all week long leading up to the game. That was the, that was the Tyler Huntley game last year. So, yeah. Uh, Okay, I guess it's one of those things. It's like how we would always uh, like be mad at Jason Hartilius, our uh, our producer over at the uh, Good Morning Football Weekend, have that kind of axe to grind with people moving forward, and that's how they motivate them. But listen, I, yeah. what's up? Are you, are you saying goodbye to me? Why do you? I you need to go? Oh, no, I, no, I don't. I don't, don't want to keep you too long. No, no, I know no, you're just, busy. Somebody just sent a text that may be Bears related. I'm not sure. So just what I, is I just it? Asked, I don't. Know, I asked for clarification. So. Let me see this. Uh, no, I'm just keep give me uh, hit me with something else. Anything you want to talk about while I wait for this answer? Okay, um, very. But fun. it's from somebody. I, it's from somebody who gave. So it's me and. Problem is, I can't just. Oh, yeah. never mind. I thought don't, he was talking about Tev. Never mind. Uh, Go ahead. I was going to say, Sorry. don't burn your sources on this show of all things. Well, it was somebody who told me and Ian on a group thread mm -hmm. that Mike White was not starting on yeah. Sunday. This yeah. was two days ago. And then yesterday we were like, dude, Salah said that he, that Mike White is starting. He's like, I'm telling you, he's not going to play. And we didn't believe him. And so uh -huh. today we were beat on it and he was yelling at us. So before he sent us this little scoop here, he mm -hmm. said, you will probably bleep this up too, but I'm going to give it to you both. Because he's mad at us that we didn't yeah. have the scoop. Uh, but sometimes it's like we can't do anything. The coach just said he's yeah. the other guy's playing. And he's like, I'm telling you. And sometimes he tells us and he's wrong. But this yeah. guy told us and he was right. So anyway. Son of a gun. Then Schefter gets it and then everybody does their victory laps. Whatever. We had it two days ago. We. I'm throwing you guys. I'm throwing. I'm, I'm coming yes. in with you guys. Hey, we had it. Now. Um, yeah, that's going to be. What's the situation like? I guess, um, you know, I, I need this information for fantasy purposes. How, are the, how do the Jets players feel about that? Like, it feels like, hey, like, you broke up with a toxic ex, and you're like, okay, good, so long, jerk. And then they show up at the Christmas party together, and you're like, oh, okay, uh, we got to make some small talk now. What's that going to be like for the Jets? 
Um, he's got. They'll rally around him, right? Like yeah. if if he just shows them, hey, while I was down working with the scout team, because the the whole thought was, he's going to work with the scout team against mm-hmm. our starting defense. And that's going to cause things to break down, and he's going to have to react in practice and, and learn to okay when things are breaking down, let because you know he's he's become this ordinary quarterback. He was drafted because of his ability to throw on. Remember those pre-draft workouts? Oh yeah, he was able to throw and you know, and not seeing any of that. He's just the guy when he's out there. So let's unlock that and say, hey, you need to be uncomfortable uh, in uncomfortable situations. So that was the thought. So now if he goes out and all of a sudden he's got a play where he's breaking down and he's on the move and he throws it 40 yards down the field to the opposite hash, a little bit of that, and the Jets receivers will suddenly be like, okay, all right, there it is. Like, So that's how they'll respond. It's, it's, it's a question of if you get – but if he's the same old guy that he was before, this could be a net negative for Zach Wilson. Yeah. I wonder how Elijah Moore, if he's asking for a trade again. And if so, come to Chicago. We'll, we'll welcome you with open arms. But that was one of the things, too. Like, he was benched before they played – the Bears, which in most normal circumstances, you would think like, well, this is an opportunity to go up against the defense that's, you know, kind of beset by injuries that just traded Roquan Smith. That is not one of the tops in the leagues. Let him go out there and, and get some confidence against the Bears where they're like, no, 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 we're just going to go to Mike White. And it worked out. It ended up being the right decision. Going up against the Lions, could that be that way for him? Because that Lions team has struggled against the past this season. Is this a real out? And what, what happens if he doesn't? doesn't perform. Could this actually end up being the end of him in New York? I, I just, it doesn't feel like it could be that, but it's pretty dire. Um, mm-hmm. And and to the point where I, I just, at what point is it going to, like, this is, you you played this, this, this hand. This is why I didn't think they were going to bench him in the first place. I thought it was going to be the threat to bench him. Yeah. Then you bench him. And then now where we are right now, which may be a little earlier than they had hoped, but um, it, it, you know, it, you, you have no cards left to play basically, right? You just, this is, yeah. this is the last one here. So, um, it's, yeah, yeah. If he doesn't play well on Sunday, um, I find it hard to believe that they would go into next season without him, uh, unless he pushes for some kind of fresh start and mm-hmm. then they say, okay, well, we'll trade him. So, but who would, who would want him? I mean, who, who's I was gonna say. Saying, yeah, it's just, so it's, it's a really tough spot for Zach Wilson and for the uh, New York Jets. It's, it's an interesting storyline to watch. What about what is happening with Brock Purdy, where a guy that comes in, like, the, how is this possible? Where Zach Wilson, everybody loves him, you know, number two overall pick, and, of yeah. course, the Jets passed over Justin Fields, Trey Lance even. You got Brock Purdy, Mr. Irrelevant, comes out and is now winning games. He's a folk hero. And you talk about a fan base that has gone overboard on a player – the 49er fans want to put him alongside of Steve Young and Joe Montana and all those greats. What has happened? How is this possible? How, how in this day, it makes sense. Like whenever you talk about Tom Brady, that's 20 years ago, the world was different then, but now it seems almost impossible. And these guys still seem to fall through the cracks. How does something like this happen? This is why I still don't understand the Trey Lance pick for the 49ers. I never did ever because you were trying to get a guy who was, you know, almost kind of playing above the X's and O's, right, with his ability to do a bunch of different things. That's not what that offense needs. That offense needs Brock Purdy, right? That offense yeah. needs Jimmy Garoppolo, a guy who is going to run it. And when you dial up things uh, to create open receivers and open looks, hit the open looks. You don't need a sensational uh, quarterback in that regard. I mean, Matt Ryan going way back was the epitome of what you needed as well too in the, in uh, in the Kyle Shanahan uh, offense. So um, that that's why. I mean Brock Purdy goes somewhere else. It, he's not playing this well Probably this early, right? right? Yeah. So he he impressed them. He's got a great makeup. He really does. There are other quarterbacks that probably had similar makeups that went to places where it's uh, overly complex scheme or maybe you got to create with your legs at times um, and you don't pan out. So Brock Purdy is just really exactly what so uh, this, this now sets up because now you got Jimmy is a free agent. Yeah. Uh, you got Brock Purdy there. If he continues to play well and plays into the postseason, and then you got Trey Lance coming back, what do you do? Awkward. I mean, to, to me, you, 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 I, I would think Jimmy, Jimmy goes elsewhere. Yeah. You got Purdy, you got Lance, you got an open quarterback competition. And if he beats him out, he beats him out. Got to go that way. I was surprised that they didn't take Mac Jones for the same reasons you were just talking about Matt Ryan. 
Like that's I think they exactly. want to. I, yeah. I, someday we're going to find out the full story of, because I, be, I believe that Kyle Shanahan was talked out of it. I do. Oh. I and maybe, maybe he helped talk himself out of it. But at the beginning when they made the trade, because, listen, I, I don't want to get it, into other reports. It feels, like, it feels like they were going for a different quarterback, a veteran quarterback. We've. I mean, we've, I know what I heard. And yeah. I know what Adam Schefter said. And I know that Schefter's really dialed in that building. And yeah. I know that the people I talk to, pretty yeah. confident. I, I just, and it was here, and then it was there. Yeah. Um, so one day, one day we're going to find out the full story of everything that happened. I can't wait to, to find out. By the way, is that your child's yeah. art behind you on your left? Yeah. Did I steal? Have you always done that? Uh, yeah, that's been something that I've done for a while. Did for I the steal last, this since like, can... subconsciously from you? Steal I just... it. Steal it. Your kids so, are adorable, by the way. So it's cool that Mary, no. Yeah, this is Mary and Jesus and one sheep. You can barely I, see the sheep, but the sheep I love is it. there. No. Well, this begs the question, where's Joseph? Uh, oh. Now, there was, I don't know, you know, uh, uh, your Bible study Cleveland. when you were. <laughs> he did think about leaving. Right. Remember that part of the Bible where he had to be visited by an angel, which is yeah. which is amazing. Like, right. I probably shouldn't go too far down this road, but it's just amazing to me that that that, that, I mean, that Joe that Joe thought about leaving. Right. Well, like some of, some some of this story is hard to swallow. So I get well, it. You might a lot need, of it is. A lot, you might like, you might you might need a you might need a visit from an angel to help convince you. Well, yeah. Like, so she's telling me you're like, no, no, no. Here, I'll send in one of the angels. I under I, I now that I'm telling it, I hear it now, and you got to show up. Well, and anyway, I, I think I think this is when he was having his doubts, right? This right. Was, yeah. Just, I got to go for a walk. I'm going for a pack of smokes, right? Like I'm, I'm I'll be back. It's just it's a it's a big responsibility. Uh, well, I'm glad he came back because he's a I, big part of the whole thing. You yeah, know, it's huge. Glad he was there. Like when I got to take the neighbor kid, that's an added responsibility. I can't imagine if it. And anyways, there's. There's not, you don't have to go there, but you know, but I'm saying that, no, this is, this is not a, did I steal this from you? That's like, that's not a bit, that's not a thing. I, I just, is, I had, I had it. Adorable. It was down here off camera and I was like, yeah. I can't move the thing. Like they came in and they, and they arranged everything. Like I can't move. I was like, yes, yeah. I can. Let, let them, I, nobody said anything yet. So what are they going to do? I've been, well, I feel bad because they come home with these pictures from school and it's like, oh, this is yeah. so beautiful. And then you throw it in the trash. I'm like. Well, at least if I, so I rotate them through here. It's like, it's a good way of me saying, well, before I throw it out, I put it on national TV on and TV. Adam Ray's podcast. Yeah. I mean, it's on the sick podcast. Like that's, that's the big one. Yeah. Now, now they can be like, okay, now it's fully, it's been in every theater. You know, you, you started it off in limited markets and now it's in every theater. So now that's, that's the big one. That's the one that it jumps over. So I do, I can't wait for the football life or I don't even know if we'll be able to do it, but some documentary, documentary there needs to be a documentary on everything that went on we accept this fact on this show that aaron Rodgers was the intended person it's okay you, you're not breaking that we've talked about that before carmen vitale joins us all the time she talks about it openly i'm like okay we're just gonna accept this as fact this is like Wait, a what we, like, I, you, lo you lost me rogers was the intended it. target for what for the 49ers when when they made the deal to get trey lance before that before that. Yes. Okay. And then gotcha. things broke, gotcha. and then yeah, things yeah. broke yeah. down yeah. and then everything happened. And then right. Right. I just, okay. I, I, I love the idea that the 49ers are like every one of us in our fantasy drafts. Like I really want to draft Mac Jones. And there's some dude being like, no dude, you got to go Trey Lance. Uh, and it never made sense to me too. Would Justin Fields have worked with them? I think so. I think that, cause I think that he is a, more of a passer than Trey Lance. And that's the one thing that always bugged me. It doesn't bug me because he's with the Bears now. What do I? I'm glad he. Obviously, I'm glad the way this worked out. But it's like, so you're looking for a guy that does all this stuff that Justin Fields does, but you want a guy who hasn't proven it on the Power Five level. Got it? Like it just that pick never made sense. Yeah, it's. Um, uh, I, I think I think Carson Wentz at the time, doing as well as he had done, uh, certainly lent itself to uh, making that move for Trey Lance. Um, Wentz is just a fascinating. I need a thirty for thirty on Wentz when this is all done. Yeah, um, just, where's he starting next year? Oh no, who who did I lose? Did I lose him? Did we lose him? 
No, it's my wife. Oh. My, I see. I wasn't ready to oh. do the phone. I was going to do it on the laptop. Oh, it's my uh, bad. That's on us. Blame Sammy. Now, by, no. the, by the way, Sammy's up. Uh, our producer, Sammy, uh, is also a Philadelphia Flyers fan. Can I say that? You asking me? Yeah. Can I can say you that you're say a Flyer? Can I of say course, that you're a yes. Flyers fan? I listen. I you, well, you, the you, only you, problem you, is when people. Oh, he's a he's a Flyers fan. He's a Phillies fan. He must be an Eagles fan. I'm like, I yeah. stopped being an Eagles fan when right. I covered the Eagles, right? Like, it's yeah. just, you, you can't you get into this. I, you, know, you know what you do is 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 different, Adam. So you can still yeah. be a fan, but uh, when you're reporting and you're talking to people, for, you know, it's just you can't be a fan. In, yeah. in large part, you know, I so I, when I was covering the Eagles, um, I had a really good relationship with Donovan McNabb. Wound up working with him at Fox years later, but I was a young guy. I was in there popping in and out, so I didn't really. Um, see him that often, but every time I was there, we'd kind of have a good rapport, and I'm like, oh, I like this guy. The rest of the media was like, he's very standoffish, you know, yeah. kind of a jerk. I'm like, I, you just are not approaching him the right way. Not that I was an expert in approaching people. I was just a young guy who yeah. didn't know any yeah. better, and he responded to that for, for whatever reason. Then I went up and covered the Giants, and I became, um, you know, uh, pretty close with Justin Tuck. And with, when Tuck would sack McNabb, I'd be like, how am I what do you do? To feel about that? Like, I just, <laughs> it's two guys I like. I, I, I'm glad to see one of them is doing well, but he just sacked the other guy. So it just it creates all kinds of, uh, you know, conflict conflictions in my mind. Um, but you know, yes, I still keep my fandom in other sports for sure. Okay, because Sammy is a huge Flyers fan, and he was so excited to have you on. And then I made the thing like, I made you join us with the show in progress and he did get a chance to say hello. But in any event, uh, because I was talking about that too, like you're not like, I'm able to do it. Cause you know, I'm a fantasy, I'm a goofball. I do these oddball things. It's like, okay, it's accepted. Uh, if you're a national reporter and when you were a reporter, like this is one of the things too, when I graduated from college, I went to Cal state Fullerton, one of my first jobs, uh, I interned for the NFL, but I was also doing a side gig for the orange County register. And I had to cover our rival college, long beach state. And I used to get so much grief showing up into the press box, like, oh, they got to send the Fullerton guy. And it's like, I'm here, I'm here more than I'm there. And I've, I'm now more invested in Jared Weaver than I am with any pitcher at Cal State. But, and you just get attached to the guys that you're with. And um, so I understand what you're talking about. Also, a funny Donovan, Mc, Donovan McNabb also worked at the NFL Network for a while. And he was working there the year that John Cena said something about him on raw where he made a joke about like, I don't choke like Donovan McNabb because he was trying to get a rise out of the Eagles fans. And I had to ask him about it. And I was like, Hey Donovan, I got, I'm sorry guys. There's this wrestler named John Cena who said these things. He's like, oh, I heard that. And he goes, bleep that guy. And I laughed and I high-fived him and I said, okay, I go, I can't use that, but thank you. Uh, so I like Donovan McNabb too. I thought he was, I understand where people are coming from, but I thought he was an okay guy. But uh, that's not a question about anything, and I'm now we're just now we're just name dropping. This has become a name drop off, and uh, and I remember spe specifically uh, one time George Clooney told me never name drop. It's not it's not becoming. So I will I will stop doing that. But listen, I don't want to listen. This is way more time that I asked from you. I uh, I'm gonna you know I think we should call it a day. Are you ready? Okay. What are you doing? So what are you doing? For, are you on TA today? Are you? This is Friday. Me. No, yeah, I am. No, I I'm flying to Cleveland this afternoon. I said I was going to do our insider show, but now I'm starting to regret that because that tapes at four and my flights at six. I want to say so. Don't think oh, I let, did the math. Let Paris, let Pelissero take care of that. Yeah, yeah, I think I may. He, I think I may have to. By the way, I wanted to. I, I I meant to bring that up too. Like I like Tom, good guy. We had a, we bonded. We bonded over Blink One Eighty Two. But I was still upset the week that I got to do GMFB that we were not paired together, but they didn't bring this team back together for a one week engagement. I was upset about that. I was too. I should have been good morning football weekend during the week, uh, which we can still do. Um, I, I, we gotta, we gotta arrange everyone's schedules cause they're gonna, they're gonna take their time off in the, in the, in the uh, early right. summer. So we'll make it happen. Yeah. I'm the bullpen guy. I wanted to go to the estate. I saw you hosting. I forget who was my guy. I think it was, uh, Oh, you were with Palmer. I'm like, oh, Palmer gets to go to the the, the Carafolo Estate. Oh I yeah, gotta, my house. Yes, I had to go to the estate. Yes, <laughs> I got to. I had to go. I had to go to some bar, O'Hara's or whatever, which is fine. Uh, but in any event, listen. Thank you so much for being here. Uh, we really appreciate you got it. it. 
you uh your there's your twitter handle right not that they need it i'm sure they're following you by now if they're not is you're making right? a i don't think that's right to be honest with you i think i'm just right. the underscore is only on instagram so get get oh. I can't block the underscore yeah block the under i can't either but so. in any event uh well very cool thanks for doing this i really appreciate it it was a let's thrill see if anybody's got that handle and hopefully they don't have anything unsavory because oh uh, that would be Let's see. Now there's a Mike Garif. Wait, it's me. It's clearly yeah. not me. It was someone who joined in November of 2022. This person has there it is. That's fixed. There it this is. This person has one tweet. Let's see what this one tweet is. It's going to be something. Cooper Cup, in brackets, ankle injury, says that it might be time to hang up the cleats. Pushing 30 years old, the veteran superstar says he wants to spend more time uh, with his wife and kids and take some time off from the game. Zero retweets. Zero likes. Thank Loser. God. Way you to go. Losing. That guy was so proud of himself. Like, oh, I'm going to get him. I'm going to get everybody. Get I'm going to get so many retweets. But, I'm going to be on Deadspin. Deadspin. But I never understand how those accounts get traction. They must so they must be created by somebody who's got another account who then retweets that one, and that confuses yeah. people, I think, right? Yeah, got to be. Uh, oh, by the way, before we, we sign off, I got to say, we were talking about uh, Zach Wilson that could end up hurting your fantasy team. And I got to remind everybody that underdog fantasy is the easiest way to play fantasy sports. It's simple to get started. Just head to underdogfantasy.com or download the app. I tell everybody to download the app because you'll get all the injury updates. And if you download it right now, use the promo code SICK and underdog fantasy will match your first deposit up to 100 bucks. So you deposit 100 bucks. Underdog matches it. You deposit 25. They deposit 25. Like it's a, it's a cool thing. Go to underdogfantasy.com or better yet, download the app. And get all of your fantasy needs right there. Of course, the stuff that you're not getting on the NFL Network. All right. Well, thank you so much, Jeezy. We appreciate you being here. Uh, enjoy Cleveland. And, uh, and during the offseason, let's do this again. Well, Because, listen, we get loose. We get wild. We kind of constrained it today. But uh, this was a great conversation. Great having you. And uh, good luck to everybody. Oh, good luck. Good luck to the Bears. Whatever. But in any event, Sammy, go ahead and play us out. Good luck, everybody. And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow the Sick Podcast with Adam Rank on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts. Brought to you by Underdog Fantasy and Air Pura.